Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies. And so I watch them, and I tell you all about them in detail, giving you those freaking gordites. You love them. Mm-hmm. We love them. Mm-hmm. I love to tell you them. Mm-hmm. But before I tell you about this this week's gordites, gordites, <laughs> gordites. <laughs> Did anything scary happen to us this week? I guess like. <laughs> What's scary sometimes is just the how talented slash like blessed some people are. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Yes, um, mm-hmm. I so that. You're talking about yourself, right? And I'm talking about me. <laughs> and I guess it's scary. I guess how it's talented scary. I am. I blow myself away. Um, no, I'm talking about Channing, you blow me away. Channing Tatum. You blow me away. Oh my god, thank you. You're thank about you. Uh, I'm talking about Channing Tatum. <laughs> I'm um yeah, right now I'm talking about Channing Tatum. He's so talented. And so unique, and so you don't, you know, I love Magic Mike. I but uh, we watched the Lost City. Sam and I watched the Lost City last night. So fun, guys! Go go see it. It's Very just fun. freaking fun. We're having a fun time. Uh, Marcy Jaro, who was a guest for one of our episodes, it has a, a moment in it. She's very funny. Everyone in it is very funny and great. And Tinny Tatum is just like such a movie star. He's just such a movie star. And it's, I, you know, it's interesting. He is clearly a very handsome man. Like, he, his whole deal in, like, all his movies is like, whoa, like this hunky guy. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't do, his vibe is not for me. Like, that. It's very, it's like a very jock vibe, I feel It's like. a very jock vibe, and it's a very, like. But he's also not afraid to be a big dork, which is, I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Mainly, it's just like the way he chooses to, like, dress in real life. Like, his big, stupid hats, I just think, look so, like, he has, like, oh big God, hats. I haven't, I haven't seen the hats. Big hats, big pants. Big hats, big pants, and I'm just like, nah, it's not for me. But, um, <laughs> but in movies, I find him so compelling. I, I, in the one scene in the last city, they were like dancing, and oh my god, Sammy, were you being made to feel so many things while they were dancing? Because okay, I, I was. Not to harp on this again, but the movie Step Up is wall to wall Channing Tatum dancing. I know, I know, and I, you know, I love Magic Mike, which is also wall to wall Channing Tatum dancing. But it was just like. <laughs> Oh God! I just, I just really love him, and I just think he's so talented, and it's fun to watch somebody really talented just like light up the screen. And then, then when we were leaving the movie, you reminded me, Sammy, 
that he freaking dates Zoe Kravitz. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Two fucking sexy, talented people finding love. Finding love. Probably having (laughs) a great time. Uh, Like, just like, wow. I forgot. I forgot. There are they. Wait, I'm they are together. My jaw romantically. My jaw is on the ground. (laughs) Most importantly, sexually. They're together sexually. Jason Momoa posted a photo with Channing Tatum at the premiere of the Batman. Like they're friends. They're they they like are friends with each other. They know each other's families. It's that serious. Oh my god. Oh my god. My. I mean. I mean. Oh, I mean, I'm speechless. I know. I'm speechless. It's remarkable. And I'm just thinking. I'm thrilled I'm for them. Thrilled for them. I'm thrilled for us that we live in this world mm-hmm. of theirs. It's their mm-hmm. world. We're just living in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am thrilled. I'm thrilled. And I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And another thing. Another thing I'm thrilled about. Mm-hmm. Minx on HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah, delightful. Yeah. Loving it. So delightful. Love the 70s. Love the porn feeling that is happening there. Love Oscar Montoya. What a star. But really, what I really want to talk about about it is how many penises mm. they show. So many penises. So many penises. And, and in the same way that we are bombarded with breasts in everything female full frontal is like it's it's nothing it just uh, standard standard is set dressing it's just like we just are seeing tits left and right everything you watch and it's just like yeah whatever whatever the they do that same thing but with penises and it is astounding it's astounding (laughs) it is such a choice there's one scene where it's a bunch of men in a shower and they all turn and fully face front to camera like and it's just like but it's just like not a thing it's just like well they're naked and so they're turning around and we're seeing their bodies and but it also is so clearly a thing they're they're it's so intentional this show being like look at these penises look at these penises look at these penises because you just never do and i'm just fucking love that they do that i just love it and i i I love it informed emily that a similar thing happens in euphoria (laughs) that's true (laughs) but i think the tone is very different i think you're right well i listened to an interview with jake johnson that's it. I, whenever I say that, I'm like, that can't be right. Cause I that can't be a real name. <laughs> I always feel that way, too. I love him so much. John Jackson, John Jackson, Jake Jack Johnson. Johnson is the... Jack Johnson, Jake mm-hmm. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mm. The most charming person in the world. He's so charming. Oh, my God. What an absolute star. Yeah, his interviews are also so fun because he's equally charming in interviews. And, you know, sometimes mm. you listen to interviews and like you just feel a little uncomfortable because you just don't really know what to expect. He comes in guns a blazing, like so comfortable, so he funny. Puts you at ease. He puts you at ease right mm. away, right mm. away. I believe it. I believe it. Um, In this interview, he was talking about how one of the reasons why he was so attracted to this project and attracted to this character is because... The man in Minx, who he's playing, basically sees a corner of the market that or sees a part of the market that hasn't been cornered yet. Like the idea that you could be profit off of penises, basically, and that women will want to see them. And he loved the idea of turning 
the idea on its head of like, you know, usually it's women who are the objects. Well, like, let's see what it's like for men to be the objects for once. And it's just crazy how we're it's 2022. And this is like a new idea. You know what I right. mean? Like, yes. why are we seeing more penises? Like, well, I want to see it. Yes, I love that it like, yes, obviously the the part of the storyline is objectifying the male body. It's like the, it's the, they keep calling it like they're trying to get the female gaze. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. porn, porn for women. But I also love how often it's just like a, just a penis as a part of a body. Oh, totally. Like, just like totally. a naked man. Just also being like, because we are just like assaulted by naked women all the time. And don't get me wrong, I like to look at a naked woman as well. Just like any warm-blooded human being. <laughs> but just being like, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. It's just, just a penis. Here's a, here's a naked man, and we're not going to like... Because TV shows always like, when there is a naked man, it's you don't ever see the penis. It's like yeah. he stands in front of a thing, or his leg is in the way. Or, it's a yeah, sacred it's like, thing that cannot be seen. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Let's see him. And let's see him. And we see just so many, so many. And I fucking love it. So great. Hell yeah. Hell yep. yeah. Guys, watch Minx on HBO. Go Check watch Minx on HBO. And what did anything scary happen to you guys this week? I had like similarly what you were talking about. Uh, someone being so talented was mm. I saw everything everywhere all at once. Oh yeah. And the Daniels that the directing team that directed that, I just think they're like so unbelievably talented that it like makes me feel bad. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not I don't think the intended <laughs> no. no, I absolutely know what you mean. <laughs> but it just is like, oh man, like I can never do that's that. A high, and that's I a high bar. I don't want to be a director. Let me also throw that in. But it's just like, I've, I'm a creative individual. And mm-hmm. so it's like seeing someone creating things mm-hmm. that are just like, I think perfect pieces of media is just it. It's it's really really wonderful and cool to see, and then also makes me feel inadequate sometimes. Yeah, because there's like a difference between being good at something. And being like a literal genius. And so it's, yeah, when you see someone who's a literal genius, it really makes you see the gap between what what you have and are capable of and what is capable, like what what is possible. And just being like, oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Which in a way, what a relief, right? Can you imagine being that gifted? Like, for example, like how Channing Tatum must be <laughs> <laughs> setting that bar for yourself. Channing Tatum and the Daniels. Like, that's a lot to to hang on to, you know, like we thought yeah. like we, we were talking about with this with Inside with Bo Burnham just being like, oh, my God, how can a person like what to create that to be capable of that? It would just be so much. It just was so much inside your brain. And so in and, and like, so it's a lot. It's a lot. Genius is a burden. Jesus Thank God, Thank I'm God not one. You're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I, I love my is, little brain. There's something that's kind of a relief about accepting that, though, right? I feel oh, like, oh God, yeah. Like, oh, we don't have to. I don't need to be ambitious in that way. No, thank you. No, thank you. But yeah, you. it's a scary feeling when you like see it and you get that little moment of being like, do I need to make? a movie this good even yeah. though that's mm-hmm. not even my career <laughs> like mm-hmm. i'll have mm-hmm. a like moment of being like oh fuck 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 <laughs> yep yep 
Is it just in theaters right now or can you stream it? It's just in theaters, but and it's it's a limited release, so it doesn't even go wide in theaters until April eighth. That opens wide. Mm. I'm very excited. Sam is going to see it again this week, and I'm going to see it for the first time. I'm very excited. I also just wanted to say that Henley told us about a podcast called Dead Eyes, mm-hmm. which I have been listening to, and I'm obsessed with it. I love it very much, and it's just so funny. It's a man named. Connor Ratliff, who is mm-hmm. a comedian who <laughs> is setting out to solve the mystery of why Tom Hanks fired him from the 2001 <laughs> HBO miniseries Band of Brothers <laughs> for saying so he had funny. dead eyes. <laughs> and it's so funny. And he just, on the most uh, one of the most recent episodes, interviewed Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And I tried to jump Astounding. in at that episode because I was too excited and was like, I got to hear this because I knew the premise. And like in the beginning of that episode, it's like, we know you're uh, for some of your first time listeners, like go back and listen to the whole thing. And so I did. And I'm very happy that I am. But I just can't wait to get to that episode. But I'm also scared for him. His heart must have been beating out of his chest. I mean, there was so build up it's like us getting freaking tony i mean can you it imagine just if we had like tony? It. it would be just like it it would be the exact same um yeah tim and i listened to a bunch of these episodes on a road trip to charleston that we took charleston south carolina and it was like the perfect thing to binge listen to yeah um so many right in a row and it is also, part of what's interesting about it, too, is that he starts it before COVID and then yes. COVID happens and he moves home and oh, he wow. talks He talks a little bit about like, what am I doing? Why am I making this podcast? And he Ooh. doesn't hold back with his like self neuroses. I mean, he mm-hmm. is gets fixated on I mean, things. He created a whole podcast about one moment, yes. life, which mm-hmm. to be fair pretty important moment but yeah i would imagine that he fixates on things a lot of people who a lot of the guests who come on are like we i feel like you're taking it too seriously and he's like <laughs> i appreciate that but i don't i just find it delightful mm-hmm. it's yeah it's i really enjoy it too um you guys i guess the scary thing for me this this week is um, listening to you guys talk all your movie talk. You guys are having so much movie talk, going to movies, seeing movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not been to a movie theater since January of 2020. Wow, so that's crazy. It's been over two years. And I don't, it's like not on the horizon for me either. Right. Yeah. Right. You have to get a baby, uh, you have to get a freaking sitter. Yeah. I'd have to get a babysitter. And get a freaking sitter. I don't know a like how to do that. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. We, we have Tim's parents who can babysit and however they, you know, they don't want, they want to go to bed early and we still have to put Silas to bed ourselves because he is a little menace and won't go to sleep. We've had both of our sets of parents try to put him to bed and it's a disaster. So mm. technically mm. we could, but he just wouldn't be easy. Um, but yeah, You'd just be stressed about it, too. Yeah. And it would just suck for, you know, Tim's parents or my parents to be like having to deal with that. Um, they would I'm sure they'd be fine with it. But there hasn't been like a movie that we've been like, well, we have to 
have to do yeah, this. Yeah, it feels like a lot to, to take on to see a movie, you know? Also, there isn't a movie theater close to our neighborhood, so we'd have to travel mm-hmm. to this movie theater, you know, da 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 the, the whole thing. Yeah, that's an undertaking. Um, however, there is an AMC theater right across the street from my office where now I am uh, required to be in person for three days Ooh. a week. So maybe mm. I'm just going to go to the movies in the middle of a work day. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do. Oh I think God. that sounds like a really great idea. That. I'm just going to block out some of my schedule and go see the Batman by myself. You're going to have to block out most of a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's half a work day. That is absolutely <laughs> half a work day. Especially you're if right. you put in travel time. That's a ha- you're taking a half day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, like movies are too long now. Are there any short well, that movies? One, you, pick, you picked the longest one. That's oh, the longest that one. That's the only one, one I want to see. That's but everything everywhere all at once is also it's like two and a half. Yeah, they are. Movies are long. Movies are yes. long now. <sighs> but take a half day and go see the Batman. Okay, I'm going to take a half day and go see the Batman. The only other thing I want to tell you guys is currently, as we speak, it is snowing outside. It's snowing oh outside. Wow. I It's literal flurries. Like, I'm looking out my window. Wow. Full snow. No, you guys are saying that like, oh, that's so sweet. I'm here to tell you, you don't fucking like it. sucks. I'm You're done with it. it. I hate it. I'm over it. I never want it to happen again. I'm moving down south. Um, Back here. I mean, I You know when the last time it snowed here? Never. I don't know, but not not a lot in the whole history of the city. We're just at the tail I'm looking outside my window. Oh, my gosh, Henley. The flowers are blooming. The sky is blue. The sun is shining. Warm. Stop it. A perfect 70, 76 or something. Get oh, here. That sounds so Get here. nice. We're just at the tail, tail, tail end of winter here, and it's it's painful. Yeah, that like you think you're done and then it snows again. That's that's tough. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's actually um, 69 degrees. Okay. Should we talk about this movie? We're coming in with a really interesting energy. I'm excited. I'm excited for what we're getting into. I'm excited for this movie. This movie is good. And this movie is also short. I think it is a 90 minute movie. So thank God. Yeah. So one one movie, but it's not in theaters. So you'd have to watch it at home. And that movie is fresh. New release just came out on Hulu. It is directed by Mimi Cave, written by Lauren Kahn, starring Daisy Edgar Jones, Sebastian Stan, and Jojo T. Gibbs. And yeah, it's on Hulu, and it's great, and I loved it. Ooh, people are talking about it. People are talking about it. People have feelings about it. Sebastian Stan is having a moment. Yes. A big moment for Sebastian Stan. Okay, let's talk about Sebastian Stan because I have thoughts. Wait, can I just tell you guys real quick? I don't know whether I've told you this before. I feel like I have. Maybe my first or second week when I moved to Los Angeles so long ago, Mm. um, I was a background actor for one day in the pilot of that Showtime show that was about comics that I think only lasted one season. Um, It was like... Oh, 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 yes. Um, fuck, what was that was show? Was Jim Carrey in it? Yeah, it was Jim Carrey was an executive producer and it was set in like the 70s. I want to say yes. I'm still here or I'm still standing or something no, like that. But something like that. Fuck, this is, I'm going to actually have to look it up because it's going to bother me. 
So Sebastian Stan was in it and I was one of the background actors in a scene where he's supposed to like go up to a bar and talk to a girl and I was sitting at the bar and the whole time I was it was like six hours of me just watching Sebastian Stan like move around this little tiny bar set while I sat there and was entranced and the whole time I was like maybe we could date you know maybe he'll like catch catch eyes with me and we could just date for a little bit you know I think why that's not? like literally Basically, why everybody does background is is like this. <laughs> this might be like my big break. The director is going to notice me, or the lead actor is going to notice me, and this moment will change my life. When in reality, they're just really long bad days. Oh, it's terrible. No, if anyone actually knows me, you know, like the last thing I would ever want to do in a million years would be like noticed by literally anyone. And I, the only reason I did this is because I was broke as hell, and someone offered me the opportunity to be a background actor, and I was like, I'll do anything for money. So yes, please. And that's a whole. I feel like that's a whole thing. Like the world of background actors. I mean, I know they made a show called Extras that really dives into it. Oh, but like, great show! Holy mm-hmm. shit! It was very funny to be there for a day and just being like, "Whoa, this is people's lives. Like they are committed, yeah. and it is a lot." Did you make it into the? Did you make it into the cut? I don't know. Wait, weren't you in the background of something else too? I feel like there no, was a show. That was it. Okay, never mind. Um, it was called "I'm Dying Up Here." That's what it was called. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, Well, I was thinking about Sebastian Stan while watching this. And yeah, he's also in um, Pam and Tommy right now. And I feel like (sighs) he's obviously a very attractive man. And you see, so he's a good actor. But he's like not ever the reason I see something. I'm not like Uh a Sebastian Mm -hmm. Stan movie. Like I got to check out that. And as I was watching this, I was thinking like, oh, my favorite Sebastian Stan movies are when he like lets the woman that he's acting opposite like shine. He's Mm. he's like a good supporting. He does seem like a really good scene partner. Yes. And so in like I, Tanya with Margot Robbie, with uh, Lily James and Pam and Tommy and with Daisy Edgar Jones in this, I feel like he really like lets them shine and. I read an interview with him recently where he like said that he was being interviewed by Margot Robbie and said, like, I think my when I'm at my best is when I'm like opposite a strong like female lead and Uh, like stop it, Sebastian Stan. I mean, what are you trying to do to us? (laughs) And because at first I was like, I don't know if I like Sebastian Stan. And then I like read that article and I was like, oh, my God, he knows he like knows that this is when he's good. It's not just me noticing this choice. It's like him making these choices and yeah it made me really appreciate him more because yeah this is probably one of my in fresh is probably one of my favorite sebastian stan roles um but normally yeah i could kind of like he's not like why i'm usually enjoying a show i love i love both of them so much that i want to see this movie just for that reason i think you could and we're gonna find out okay 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 I saw a little video. Did you guys see that video that was going around Instagram of them doing a little dance, practicing yes. their little dance together yes. backstage? And I was like, this is cute. Okay, no, but can I just say, I don't know what has happened with my Explore page on Instagram recently. Oh, mine is fucked. Mine is fucked lately. And and I got... Okay, I'm, I just showed up my scary thing. I'm just remembering it now. I got a video on my Explore page on Instagram... Of a baby kitten. What? Oh, no. A baby kitten? 
No, a, a baby child, like a baby child oh, okay. getting their head shaved. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe had like really long hair. And someone was like shaving it bald. <laughs> I don't know why. And I don't know why it was happening. And I don't know why I got it. And it was so weird. Why would someone do that? Why did the baby have such long hair? That's yeah, you don't really it, wasn't like, it wasn't like it was a problem. It was just like, a, you know, like, you know, some babies have longer hair. It wasn't like an infant. It was like probably like an a toddler. eight or nine month old that had like but a baby, no. but had like lovely hair. And they were shaving his head bald, like cue ball bald. <laughs> I don't know why. I hate there's so much like kid what? content on Instagram that I'm fed now because I'm a mom. And obviously I'm like looking at stuff with babies but yeah. i just hate yeah. it i'm like turn it off like i don't want to see this like i don't know who these babies are these are strangers i don't kids. know these it's babies i don't know these babies i don't want to watch it if i knew this baby but i don't know this baby <laughs> <laughs> oh i have a lot to say on this topic oh my god i could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on but i will stop right now okay let's hear about fresh mm-hmm. okay some stats for us it has an 81 percent on rotten tomatoes uh 65 percent on metacritic and a 6.7 on imdb so pretty standard standard ratings mm-hmm. uh the budget is estimated between 15 and 20 million mm. but no box office because it went straight to hulu which i wonder oh, i wonder what those numbers are mm-hmm and how that works. It's all kind of a mystery, you know? Yeah, that's still such a mystery. We don't know such how that's Such a mystery. Mm. And I, there's not a lot of trivia. It's Mimi Cave's directorial debut. Um, she had directed a couple shorts before this. And the only thing, the only other thing I wanted to flag is that the cinematographer is Pavel Pogorzelski, who was the cinematographer on Hereditary and Midsummer. Oh, oh huge. Wow. Huge, 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 huge. So the movie looks good. Wow. But that's really all the trivia I have. So shall we watch this trailer? Yes. The women in our parents' generation, they just... They were more into femininity. You know what I mean? Because mm. I think you would just look great in a dress. You but I mean, it? if you were... Pretty much done, actually. Thank you. If it's cool, I'm just going to snag these leftovers. I don't know how you do it, Molly. Do it. Dating people. No, no. You do not need a man, okay? So don't play the games. Just be you straight out the gate. Do you live around here? Because I, I live on aisle six. That was terrible. It was kind of terrible. What's his Instagram? I want to stalk a little bit. Just have one. Say what? Yeah. Oh, no. See, that's, that's shady. Let's play a game. Tell me something you don't want me to know. I... Hate this. Okay. <laughs> we all our hopes in finding happiness through someone else. Yeah. Girl, you are all digmatized and I haven't even seen this dude. What's going on? I'm gonna tell you, but you're gonna freak out. No, this isn't happening. Yeah, it's happening. No games. Know what you wanted? It's about giving. Giving yourself over to somebody. Coming one forever. That's love. Oh, 
Gottes. Here's what I realized when I was watching that trailer is that mm. what I meant was that I wanted to watch these two star in a rom-com together. That's just a rom-com. <laughs> Not anything else. I don't need any of this other terrifying content. No, thank you. Yeah, it's a horror movie. It is. What if it this is. one was just a rom-com and I tricked you guys? It'd be a nice trick. so happy. <laughs> it would have been a nice trick. I actually thought Sebastian Stan looked kind of bad in this trailer. Bad acting? No, like, like ugly. not hot. I thought he looked cute in the grocery store, and then it got worse. Did you not think he looked cute in the grocery store? No, he looked cute in the grocery store, but this is my favorite vibe of his. And it shouldn't be, because of what... Because of what happens. It so happens. This is a good thing? Yes. Yeah. Your spidey sense was up. My spidey sense was up. I Also, is she much younger than him? Yes. Or is this age appropriate? No, she's much younger than him. I think she's, yeah, like 15 years younger than him. She's no. young. No. She's 23, I think, and I'm pretty sure he's what? like th- 38. She's 23? She's really young, yeah. I mean, she was playing a, a like a college student in That's high true. school and college and uh, normal people. That's yeah, true. but That's true. oh my God. Oh my God, she's 23. Yep. That's not okay. <laughs> people can't be young. Oh, you mean God, the age difference? He's 39. This is not okay. This is not okay. Listen, it's not played as okay, so you can rest easy knowing that. Okay, they they play that because he, he oh, that's maybe that's it too. Is that he they, he like looked like a grown ass adult, like he looked like a forty year old man. Mm, I wasn't picking up on that because <laughs> I feel like a lot of times he's like sort of scruffier and like a little like looks a little you know less, but he looked like a like suit older guy. You know what I mean? And I yeah. didn't. Because yeah. he is hot. I'm looking at pi- I'm looking at pictures of him right now. Mm-hmm. He's hot. I mean, the 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 consensus is certainly that he is a hot man, and he's I think very good in this. And sometimes the consensus isn't. I don't agree with it, but in this, I agree with that consensus for sure. Is she British playing American? Yes, and that was another thing. Is like she's so good at accents because she's also in normal people plays Irish. And oh, has she's like not a Irish. She's great British. Irish accent. No, she is British, and her American accent was good. It's great. It wow. sounded great. Um, I'm so impressed. Wow. I want to be her. God, yeah, she's she's really great. She's great. Um, should we talk about this movie? I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine. Fine. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. 
I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Okay, so we start, we meet our main character, Daisy Edgar Jones. Her name is Noah. Fun name for a girl. Cute name. I like that. Noah. Fun name. <gasps> That's really cute. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I'm just like, my wheels are spinning. Like, if I have a girl, like, I'm going to name her Noah. Noah is a good name for a girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I like it as well. I support mm-hmm. it, Henley, mm-hmm. for your next child. Honestly, like, what if I did, though, because of this movie she's named after? The, this <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fun. You get to show her fresh one day. <laughs> yeah. This is your namesake. <laughs> um, You can decide at the end of the episode. Yeah, I was going to say probably not. But we meet her and she's in her car swiping through like a dating app, a Tinder type app. Um, and is at like in the parking lot of a restaurant about to meet a guy on a date who's named Chad. This is going to be a um first date. And she gets a phone call from her best friend, Molly, who is played by Jojo T. Gibbs, who this is the first thing I've seen her in. But she is um, I recognized her because she is Sydney Washington's girlfriend, who is like a New York comedian. And I just thought mm. it was funny that like Instagram just like burns people into my brain. I was like, I know this person. She's the girlfriend <laughs> of somebody I follow. You Do you ever have those <laughs> moments where you just feel like such a fucking creep? Yes, 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 yes. yes. All, the, all the time. But she's great in this. But her name is Molly. And Molly and Noah are talking and Noah's like not not psyched about this date. Um, but she's there already and there's like, oh yeah, you know, dating sucks, but just, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So go in. And so she goes into this restaurant and has a very bad date with Chad, who is like sexist to her, says like women used to be a lot more feminine and like, you'd look really pretty in a dress, like making these comments, like commenting on her looks. She's obviously immediately put off, but like sits through the date And at the end of the date, he 
as they're walking out, like goes in to kiss her and she like pushes him, like steps back and says, you know, I don't think we're a good match. And he flips and is like an asshole to her and is like, oh, like, okay, I was just like trying to be nice. You're not even really my type. And she like laughs a bit and he's like, is that funny to you? Like, (laughs) it's just an awful ending to a date and ends with him like storming off and being like, good luck finding a boyfriend, you stuck up bitch. And Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's a very bad date. And I got to say, as someone who like goes on dates, I haven't had a date this bad, but no, dating no, does no. suck. But I don't know no. if they're I don't think they usually go quite like this. They're usually fine. Yeah. But then she's walking back to her car after the date and there's um, someone in the distance behind her following her through like an alleyway into the parking lot. And she does the old classic putting the car keys through her fingers and is getting nervous and walking faster and faster towards her car as the the person gets closer we see that it is an older man with his like young son and like Mm. she breathes a sigh of relief um then the next day she's uh kickboxing with molly and talking just lamenting about dating in general like i'm uh, you know i always end up alone which is totally fine i'm totally happy alone but i don't know how you do it i'm just so sick of dating and molly's just like yeah it does suck but you gotta you just keep going keep or don't it. like you can keep doing it or or don't like you can be alone too like it's your choice is up to you like just mm-hmm. be yourself is like the most important thing um so that night noah goes to the grocery store and Sebastian Stan walks up to her. His name is Steve. And he, uh, they have like a, a proper meet cute, which she, you can tell, is excited about because meeting people on dating apps is not as exciting as meeting people in real life. You want a fun story. And he comes up to her and makes a joke about like the great cotton candy grapes and makes her try one like they really do taste like cotton candy. And she's guarded, but also you can tell charmed. And uh, they chat for a little bit and he asks for her number and she gives it to him and is uh, lets herself be a little bit excited by it as again, like talking to Molly and was like he was really cute, but she's like I'm already like nervous about it like it's dating is stressful and like why hasn't he texted me yet Mm -hmm. then he texts her and they uh set up their first date and they meet at a bar and they're having a nice time and the she like knows the bartender the bartender's name is Paul and uh, they get kind of drunk and they're chatting, asking the normal getting to know you questions. Where are you from? Uh, where is your family? She says, my uh, dad is dead and I don't really talk to my mom. And he says, oh, my like mom is dead and I don't really talk to my dad. So we have something in common. Dead parents. Cheers. And they like have a good laugh about that. Oh, God. We find out that he is a doctor. He works in mostly plastic surgery. Oh, no. 
<laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> and they just keep drinking and get a little more vulnerable and looser. And event- like they're like having conversations where she admits to him, you know, like, I fucking hate dating. Like, I hate this. I hate doing this. I'm so sick of it. And he's like, oh, I get it. Like, me, me too. And she invites him back to her place and they have sex. Okay. And it's pretty sexy sex, I gotta say. Sexy okay. sex. Pretty sexy sex. And he spends the night and in the morning she wakes up before him and she takes a photo of him sleeping, which I think is a, it's a little creepy and. Yeah, yeah I don't love I don't love interesting choice. Yeah, it's because she's excited and she wants to show Molly, like, look at the guy, because she tells Molly the next day that he doesn't have an Instagram. And Molly says, That's a red flag. What the fuck? Like, who is this guy? Mm -hmm. And Noah says to Molly, Oh, Paul was our bartender. And we get the idea that um, Paul and Molly used to hook up. Okay. And we get a little like, happy series of dates that Noah and Steve are going on. Things are going well, like a happy little couple. Everything's good. <laughs> Stop and it. he's getting the rom-com she wants. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is a rom-com and nothing bad ever happens. Roll credits. And we get that tattooed on my body is roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> um, And on one of these dates, they're at... Noah's house and he says have you told anybody about me have you told anybody about us and she says maybe like my friend Molly and he says "Uh, tell me more about Molly who's Molly and she you know just says she's my best friend I might have told her that I met a guy that I really I kind I like a little bit and it's very flirty and it's clearly them getting swept up in the early stages of romance falling in love with each other and he says we should go away somewhere. We should go on a trip together. And again, you said, are we there? We n- notice that he's almost 20 years older than her or not so much or. No, actually, no, not really. But nobody sees him but her. So it's like nobody can There's comment nobody, on it. Uh, he's not bringing it up. She's not bringing it up. But yeah. perhaps other people would. Yeah. Cause and perhaps the- other people will. <laughs> no, actually, they, they don't really. But okay. I just mean like the relationship is by the end of the movie. We're not going to be like, this is the perfect relationship. OK, sure, 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 sure. Okay. Also, I, I think there's in that age range where people wouldn't necessarily comment on it. Like 23 and 38, like even though that is yeah. 15 years older, like happens all the time. Kind well, of. I mean, yeah, they are. They're both adults. But mm-hmm. and you know, it's hard to know how old people are. He looks good. She could be she one just of those looks like she looks just like a baby forever you know she's came, little she, she came right came right out of the womb like seconds ago that's just her vibe yeah you know <laughs> but okay i'm just i'm sorry for whatever reason i'm like that's huge well we've talked about it before i don't love when anyone is dating someone under like 27 your brain keeps developing until you're 27 and so 27 should be the real adult age in my should opinion be. should be i don't think 40 year olds should yeah date people uh, under 27 i think the age difference is fine if everybody's over 27 i yeah honestly i know what you mean 23 just feels so yes young okay to each his own sure <laughs> sure <laughs> 
Henley's husband is 19. <laughs> We've been together for seven years. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's a joke. It's not true. It's a joke. It's not true. It's not true. It's, not true. it's revealed now. Um, oh my god but yeah so steve wants to go away somewhere he says it can be a surprise i want to take you somewhere and she relays this to molly who is again like i don't like that like a surprise Mm -hmm. like you fucking joking me like where are you gonna go sammy can i pause for one minute yes and ask a question of the group yes oh okay the phrase are you joking me? Are you joking Henley, me? Have you heard this before? Or do you say, are you kidding me? No, it's, a, it's exclusively, are you kidding me? Are you joking me? Is this me a phrase is not that a I thing. have created? I think you've created it. You said it in one of our recent episodes a couple of times. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I guess that's a version of it. Sammy does say it. She goes, are you are joking you me? She does Which say is, that. It does mean the same thing as are you kidding me? But I've just never heard anybody else say it. I think I can pinpoint the when this came into my vocabulary because there's a comedian named Meg Stalter who. Oh, we've heard of her. <laughs> yeah. We well, all know I'm t- who she I'm is. telling our listeners who uh, there's one video where she I, I think she actually says it kind of a lot. She says, are you joking my ass right now? <laughs> Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and it made me laugh a lot every time. And so I think I've just adopted it into my own vocabulary, but changed it to "Are you joking me?" But really, what I mean is, "Are you joking my ass right now?" Are you joking my ass right now? <laughs> Are you joking my ass right now? That's my ass so right funny. Now? That's so funny because when so you funny. said that, when you said that, I was shocked. I was like, "Who would ever say that?" I don't know what you're talking about. And then the second you said Sammy said it, I was like in my memory just so many times so many times and it's found natural when you say it that's the thing i didn't even notice are you joking me are you joking my ass right now (laughs) (laughs) see it's funny i'm I'm, I'm doing it i'm keeping it joking me are you joking me okay but yeah so molly's not down with this but noah's gonna do it she's Mm. uh, i think eventually steve says we're gonna go to cottage creek or something like that i can't remember and so Molly is suspicious, but says, all right, well, just like keep texting me and like send me pictures good and friend. stuff when you're there. Mm-hmm. And so they are going to drive to Steve's place f- and spend the night there and then leave from his place in the morning because his place is closer. But she Noah hasn't been to Steve's place yet. And so they start driving and it's a little far out into it's, it kind of reminds me of the road on get out mm-hmm. when the deer jumps in front of their car it's like that they're mm-hmm. but it's also like nighttime when they're driving and just seems like they're driving into the woods i think they it's supposed to take place in portland okay and her phone loses reception <sighs> as they're driving and she says it out loud like oh fuck i don't get any service out here and he says oh yeah it's just like for the drive you'll it'll it'll there's wi-fi at my house like we'll get it back and uh, they arrive at his place. It's very nice. He is an adult man, almost 40-year-old man that is a plastic surgeon. So he's clearly making a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. And her reception is still not working. And this is when she kind of is a little bit nervous by it. She 
in the beginning was not nervous at all. She likes this guy. She trusts him. Mm-hmm. And then this moment when the Wi-Fi is not working, he's like, oh, weird. Like, I'll I'll fix it tomorrow. Like, I don't know what's going on. Her little spidey senses start tingling a little bit, Oof. but not enough. Oh, God. Oh, it would be so scary. Oh, my God. Oh. Well, you're really oh. fucked, right? Oh, you're God, like you're really out in the fucked. middle. Of, you don't have anywhere. You know, you got to. What are you going to do? Steal his keys and t- steal his car? I mean, he's a he's like yeah. a big strong man. And like, call a cab service. There are no landlines these days. Like, what do you do? Fucked. Right. Right. Especially yeah. if you start to realize it's by design. That's the real scary thing to be like. Oh no, <laughs> I've been trapped. I have been trapped. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely mm-hmm. terrifying. I don't like it. And he makes her a drink. Mm-mm. No, don't drink it. And she drinks it. And is like trying to relax and is like, whatever, I'm just like overreacting or something, which is what we say not to do. It's a it's a crazy thing that humans do where you just rationalize things in your brain that you that you're like animal instincts are telling you are wrong. You override them with your thinking brain. Mm-hmm. And that is true. That's a real thing that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So she drinks this drink. And guess what? It's roofied. Classic. She passes out. And collapses on the floor. Ah! And and the main titles come up. It's kind of fun. This is like 30 minutes into the movie. We get a, a 70s era title sequence, just kind of fun. And then she wakes up confused. And it's like a close-up shot, so we can't really see where she is. And she sees Steve in the room with her and looks at him and is like, what happened? Like rubbing her head and she says did i like pass out and he says no i i drugged you and she uh. obviously is like what like what no! the fuck and we pan out and see that she is handcuffed in handcuffed to the ground of what looks like a carpeted prison cell like basically a nice prison cell <laughs> There's a little little bed in the corner, like a mattress pad that she's on, and that's where her handcuffs her handcuffs are like connected to a chain that's like drilled into the floor. <gasps> God, I hate this okay. more than anything else. I hate this more than anything else. And she asks him what the fuck is going on, and he says, I'm gonna tell you. But you're gonna really freak out. <laughs> Which I thought was a very good line, but also is so scary. And she's starting to panic, obviously, and is like trying to stand up, seeing like she can't move past the like leash basically that she's on. She can't get past that. And she's like, This isn't happening, this isn't happening. He's like, Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Noah, sit down, sit down, it's happening. Like this is happening. And she starts crying and says, Are you gonna rape me? And he says, no, I'm not going to rape you. Um, Sit down. Like, I told you I'm going to explain it to you. Like, sit down. And she sits down and he says, listen very carefully. I'm going to sell your meat. (gasps) What? (laughs) And her face in this moment is so still. I actually thought my TV like got fucked up. Like I thought it was like a still image because she is so frozen in horror. It was like a very, it's just like a still shot of her with her jaw hanging open. Like what? As he's explaining, people will pay me a lot of money for it. 
I'm not going to kill you. Not yet, because I make more money when the meat is fresh. So I'm going to keep you alive as long as I can <gasps> and just take like pieces from you piece <gasps> by piece. And but I'm, I'm going to take care of you. It's going to be OK. Like, I'm going to cook you nice meals. It's going to be nice. Like, nobody's ever cooked for you. Like, your parents didn't cook for you type of thing. Oh, my and God. She what? fucking panics, screaming as like running, trying to like break this chain. And he like overpowers her and wrestles her down to the ground is basically you know, like not smothering her, but just hold overpowering her in a way that she can't even like flail around anymore. And he's like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. She's screaming to a point where she like can't move. And he says, stop being so dramatic. Oh my God. I hate this concept. I just hate, I hate it. Also, she's like such a skinny little thing. Yeah. What kind of meat is he talking about? Limbs? Full limbs? Oh God. Oh no. Oh God. We're going to find out. No. I'm mad. I'm mad. Roll credits, roll credits, roll credits, roll credits, roll credits. <laughs> I really wanted it to be literally not this. If it could have just been not been this, I, would, that I been just better. wanted it to be not this. <laughs> yeah, which I bet is how she's feeling as well. I just wanted it to be not this. Oh. Yes. Is it too much to ask for it to not be this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wowie. We cut back to Molly, who calls her to check in. This is the next day now. Noah doesn't answer, obviously. And she gets a text back that says, service isn't great. I'll call you later whenever I can. So he obviously has her phone and is texting Molly from it and sends a photo of a waterfall from a cottage grove is apparently what the place they're at is supposed to be. Mm. Um, and we see Noah now alone in the room. Uh, screaming like help me help me uh, can anybody hear me and a voice on the other side of the wall says he's not here another woman another oh, woman's voice okay Great. and noah says please please help me help me help me i need help and the the woman's voice says i can't i can't help you we're in the same boat <gasps> like i'm in here too and we find out this woman's name is penny and she says, how long have you been here? She says, I have no idea. I don't know what time of day it is. I've lost track of all time. I'm fucking slowly being eaten. I'm being Oh, eaten. my so God. I, I don't know. I don't know what, what day it is. <laughs> and Noah's desperately like, people must be looking for you, your family. And Penny says, I don't. I, the thing is, I don't really have much family. Yeah. Noah's crying like neither do I and Penny says that makes sense like that's probably part of the whole deal and she says is anybody else in here and Penny says just one beside us Melissa and then yells out Melissa can you hear me and a woman's voice starts like singing screaming like ah, da, 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 da. and she says Melissa's kind of lost her mind she's been here the longest I hate this. I hate it. I've also lost my mind, and we're we're five seconds into the the bad part. 
Uh, we go back to Molly, who is uh, really doing her due diligence as a friend, is Googling Steve, plastic surgeon, Portland, trying to find any information about this guy. Nothing's coming up. Um, and she's texting, like, how's it going? Can you send more pictures? And she gets a text back that says, need some, uh, you know, digital free time, turning my phone off now, but I love you. And uh, Molly Google image searches the waterfall image and sees that it's just from like a website pulled from a website. And she starts getting really nervous and texts back like, call me right now. It's an emergency. Uh, but the phone gets turned off. And this is the point at which I'm like, this movie's about the importance of female friendship. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. And also Googling people, because if you're a plastic surgeon, like you have a website for sure. The thing is, too, like, have men, do men tell their friends when they're going on dates, like, here's the person we're going to date with. Here's where we're going. Gay men. I would imagine gay men do, but yeah, but I don't think straight men probably not. Probably not. They probably. How often do you think straight men genuinely fear for their lives? Probably not very much. Straight men sound off in the comments. Sound off in the comments. (laughs) Hey, hey, here's a quick. Hey, poll for all you straight men. Do you fear for your life? How often? (laughs) How often do you guys fear for your life? Do you think you're going to get murdered? (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't say very often, but but it has happened has definitely oh, happened i'd definitely. say probably less now that i'm in my house almost all of the time i would say less <laughs> now that i'm in my house all the time but and you know there have been only there have been very few moments where i've genuinely been like okay this i could like what, yeah, could what is about to happen uh, but there have been many many moments where i go okay 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 Okay, we're fine. Like, like the tiny, the ti- like someone yes. walking too close to me on the sidewalk approached me yes. being like, oh, 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 like that has happened, I don't know, every few months. <laughs> like that's yeah. like tr- mm-hmm. truly at when I was yeah. out in the world every few mm-hmm. months, probably. Mm-hmm. Same. I've only had a few like fucking really scary. T- there was a time in San Francisco when I was walking home and a van followed me and slowed to my speed of walking. Oh and I oh turned God, oh God, around. Oh I was with my friend Jessica. So there's two of us at least. Thank God. But still very scary. And we turned around and started just walking the other way. And the fucking van made a U-turn. Oh, my and God. Followed us again. And we just fucking bolted home and called the police. It was so <gasps> scary. That's so scary. Fuck. Yeah. I went I went on a hike once by myself. But during the day, uh, but I didn't have any good cell reception. I was on a hike by myself yeah. in uh, a car. Like it was like uh, through like the hills where there are like some houses, but not enough houses that like anyone would necessarily hear you if something happened. Uh, mm-hmm. And a car, a van drove past me, and I was like, okay, got out of the road for it because I was like sort of walking the street and it drove past me. And then a few minutes later, it drove back past me, and I was like, mm, same van, I don't, I don't like that. And then I was rounding a corner and I saw the van parked at the end of the street like w- just sitting there and i had to walk past Oof. it there was no other way to go and i was like oh Oof. my fucking god oh my fucking god oh my fucking god um passed it and then ran like ran as fucking fast as i could and like was like pulling up i'm trying to call fucking anyone and get reception and anyway that person didn't murder me i don't even know if they were trying to but it was really scary yeah and that was during yeah. the day 
Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't, I can't think of any like obvious stories where like a van was involved, but there have been many times. Vans are as, scary. Especially like <laughs> scary. Vans are definitely scary. Vans are a Van- big part of the, the picture when something like that happens to a mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's literally like everybody knows what a rape van is. There's literally a type of van that's like commonly referred to as rape van, like mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a reason. The, well, that's one good reason to move to New York is because you're just not around. Um, where everyone's safe. <laughs> yeah. Where There's lots the threats... of vans there. No, but you're like surrounded by people all the time. You're never alone. Do you know that's what true. I mean? That is true. But it's very scary when you're alone in New York. I will say it is yeah. a particularly scary feeling. Yeah. Ooh. It just, yeah, I don't, sorry. I, the, it just got, you know, that's a lot to. To get I'm sure into, men get like scared, like of course, if they're like on the street alone at night. I think it's anyone would scary. be s- yeah. scared in that situation, but I think women more so probably have the instinct to be scared in like less scary settings, like just uh-huh. to constantly be like, okay, who's it? Who just walked in? Who's you just have to be vigilant. Right you just have to be vigilant, constantly yeah. vigilant. You just yeah right because it's like anyone can be the victim of a of terrible crime. Like literally, anytime but, I go on a walk, I only put one headphone in. I oh, like absolutely. will never I will never put both headphones in. I don't know if that's something yeah men do, but it's I just will absolutely never have both headphones in. Or just pretend like you're talking on the phone if you like talk, walk past anyone scary. You're just like talking on the phone, right? Of course, even if you're not, you're talking mm-hmm. on the phone. Yeah, so you can't do anything to me because I'm talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing is just like instinctual. I think. Oh, I, I, I absolutely pretend to be talking to someone. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. someone it knows will hear if I scream right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing I I really liked about this movie. What was mm. that? There's so many of those things that like all women just know. Like we just know the key trick between your knuckles and that kind of thing. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's about to get worse but let's find out let's find out let's find out uh so we cut to a scene of steve blasting some 80s hits dancing around in his kitchen he's got a little dumb waiter that dings comes up from below and it has a human leg in it a big old thigh and calf and he is just dancing while he slices up this leg. He's Holy got his meat shit. pulverizer. He's like banging it with that little oh, hammer thing. Fucking Christ. Packaging it up in little, sealing little bags of it and putting them in separate cardboard boxes. It's all like this very dancey type thing. He's having a nice time doing this. And mm-hmm. then he, after he has the meat prepped and packaged and separated into various cardboard boxes he then it like sets them on a table and starts he has printed out photos of melissa and he is putting a photo of melissa in each box with a little note that says melissa and uh, he puts a bra in each box so whoever this is being sent to clearly it's like Part of what they enjoy about it is like uh, knowing who they are eating. Ew, and that is fucked there, up. There like is a seemingly vaguely sexual aspect to it as well because of the bras and stuff. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, and then a like business looking man comes and picks them, picks all the boxes up, and drives off with them. So this is just like a he has operation. Etsy, he has his own Etsy page, but exactly. it's for <laughs> women's uh. meat. 
Exactly. Um, downstairs, Noah is not eating any of the food that he is making for her mm. in protest. And he comes down and says, like, why aren't you eating? She says, I need to shower. And he's like, you're so mad at me, huh? Which huh? <laughs> is very funny. And he says, do you need to shower alone? Or do you want, like, company in the shower? Okay. <laughs> and she just looks at him with, like, daggers in her eyes. And he's like, I'm joking. It was a joke. I'm trying to make you laugh. I haven't seen you smile in, like, the whole time you've been here, which is so crazy. Okay. Why aren't you smiling more, my little meat prisoner? Oh, <laughs> my little meat God. prisoner. My little meat princess, smile for me. <laughs> um, That just reminded me. Real tangent, real curve here, but just want to let everybody know that Jared Leto did win the Razzie. <laughs> he did. Oh, he win did. The Razzie. Okay, <laughs> all is right in the world. So, congrats, congrats to him, and congrats to us. <laughs> um, but Steve says in this moment, "Okay, can you give me a smile? Just give me a smile, and I'll you can have go take a shower." And she grimaces into a little smile, <laughs> like forces a smile. And he agrees to go take her to go take a shower. He can take the handcuffs off the chain. So she's still handcuffed. But he is just now walking with her down the hall. This is our first look at the building. And there's cells next to each other, which we've already, I guess, figured out because we've heard Penny. And as they're walking down, they get to a staircase that leads up to uh, like a door that only he has the key to. So they're in the, like the basement, basically, of this house. They're underground. And she's scoping the whole place out and looking all around. They go up, they go upstairs out of the basement and they're walking down the hall. She's looking around. She spots blood on one of the walls and she makes a run for it. She like runs away from him and just darts off and he grabs her he catches up to her grabs her says bad girl bashes her head against the wall mm -hmm. knocks her out mm -hmm. and she cuts to black and we fade up in a little surgery room oh. steve steve now in his scrubs again with his 80s music playing <sighs> Because let me remind you, he is 39. <laughs> Music from his childhood. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm like kind of sick of the whole like, ooh, how funny a serial killer who like loves to like have fun and dance and music. I don't know what else that's in. It's giving me like, yeah, um, Christian Bale. What's American that's Psycho? That? American Psycho vibes. I'm just kind of like, cool. I get it. It definitely is kind of that vibe. Yeah. But she wakes up on this table and is very groggy and out of it and is like, I can't, I can't move. And he says, I know, I gave you an epidural, so you probably can't feel much of anything. <gasps> and she's like, what, what's happening? No, and no, he no, says, no, 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 I'm no. taking your ass. No! And we see him cut off her butt. <laughs> No. And she has like tears coming out of her eyes, but she can't move. And he's like, it's okay. I'm a doctor. Remember, I'm going to take good care of you. I've like got to cauterize your ass so that it like heals properly. But like, I'm a good doctor. Like, you don't have to worry. Like, it's going to be fine. 
I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> we go back to see Molly goes into the bar that Paul works and she's trying to find info on Steve now. She knows something is up and she's like, who, what was the guy's name that was here with Noah the other night? Can you give me his like credit card information? Something with his name on it. I need to like locate this guy. Paul's like clearly feeling still a little slighted from however their hookup en- ended. Like, I guess. Get over yourself, Paul. It ended mm-hmm. on, on Molly's terms. So Paul's being a little uh, coy about it. But he's also like, I can't like even if I had it, like I can't like it's illegal also. And she's yeah frustrated. She needs that. She needs that info. Uh, Then we see Noah back in her prison cell and she's laying on her front in like a gown, like a hospital gown. And we hear Penny yell through the wall, how's your ass? And she says, still gone. And uh, in this little conversation that Penny and Noah have, Noah says, I can't believe I fucking slept with that guy. And Penny says, you slept with him? Like, I don't think anybody else has slept with him. Melissa didn't sleep with him. Like, I hadn't heard of anybody sleeping with him. That makes Noah feel very gross. Oh, that's sad. Then back at Molly's office, she's still doing more Googling and digging. And she gets a text from Paul with his full name. It's like, here's his name. I found his credit card info. She types it in and finds his wife's. Facebook. His wife. He has a family. His wife's name is Anna and he has two sons as well. And she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Because he's a grown man. He's an adult man. That's right. And we see Noah having to use the bathroom and like what? sit on the That's toilet enough. seat. Oh, That's enough. No. That's enough. We don't need to know the details here. It, you actually don't really see much of anything, but it's just, yeah, it just seems horrible to have to go to the bathroom without a butt. Yeah. We see as she's like going to the bathroom, Penny is screaming and being taken into the surgery room as well. Uh... Noah is, it like cuts to a little later and Noah's reading a magazine looking really, you know, fucking downtrodden. <laughs> Sometimes I'm I'm looking for words that are uh, not just like sad. sad. (laughs) And I couldn't think of one. (laughs) (laughs) She she is a prisoner of a man taking her body parts to sell for meat and she's downtrodden. (laughs) She's having a bad day. She's having a bad day. Oh my god! Man. As I like, that was the first word that came to my mind. I was like, "This one's not gonna. This <laughs> one's not gonna fly." But I'm gonna say it. Uh, a bit downtrodden. <laughs> and Steve comes in and says, "Are you still in denial? Uh, like you're still mad at me?" And I'll she's... always be mad at you, Steve. Yeah, like what do you denial or to not? Get over this? I'm, I'm mad at you. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna get over it. And I'm downtrodden. <laughs> I'm very downtrodden today, Steve. It's not my best day. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> not my best day, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she asks him, why did you sleep with me, Steve? And he sa- he looks a little um, caught off guard by this question. And he says, I told you I, told you I liked you. And 
he says, but you're right that it, it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. And he leaves her in there and he says, try and relax. Fear and stress is bad for the meat. Oh, my God. Bad for the meat. <laughs> so she is left with her magazine. And as she's flipping through the pages, she finds a note scrawled in the little margins that says, if you're reading this, he likes you. Use it. Keep fighting. Signed, Sammy. It was me that wrote that. <gasps> Sammy! Signed Sammy? <laughs> Terrifying. Because he doesn't give everybody magazines, I guess. I guess the implication. not. Yep. So we hear Penny in the other room is really not doing mm. well. Have we seen her ever? No, no. we haven't seen these when we were just no. hearing them. Uh, Molly texts Paul that she's going to go or she had she had texted him like, I found this motherfucker has a whole family. And he's like, oh, shit, what are you going to do? She's like, I'm going to his house. Like and she starts sharing his her location with Paul to be like, if shit goes awry, this is Damn. where I am. She is committed in a way oof, that oof, oof. I admire. Mm-hmm. And so she pulls up to the house, knocks on the door. Steve's wife answers and she says, I know this is going to sound crazy, but my, fr- my friend is missing and I think your husband might know where she is. And the woman looks really confused and is like, that does sound pretty crazy, but okay, come in like what are you talking about? They like sit down on the couch and Molly shows her the photo of Steve that Noah had sent to her. Mm, Good. And, but it's like, he's like laying down and his like face is smushed into a pillow. And so she's like, it does kind of look like him, but I can't say for sure. Like, I'm sorry. Like you should call the police if you're really stressed. Like, have you called the police yet? And Molly's like, I really think your husband knows where she is. And as she says that Steve arrives home and Molly says, are you Steve? And he's like, my name is Brendan. And she's like, I think you know my friend Noah. And he's like, mm, I don't, I don't, sorry, I don't know a Noah. I think you might be confused. Like you might have the wrong people. And Molly's like, okay, I guess. All right. Sorry for bothering you guys. And as he's like leading her to the front door, she calls Noah's phone. <gasps> And it rings in his pocket. Oh, my God. Oh, she's a genius. And he turns and looks at her, takes the phone out of his pocket and goes, oh, it's you. You really shouldn't have done that. Ah! And the wife smashes something over Molly's head, knocks her out. The wife's in on it, too? Mm-hmm. Anna. Oh, no. Now it's all up to Paul. Then we cut to Paul texting Molly for an update and the texts not going through and Paul looking concerned. And this is when I'm like, oh, this is a movie about the importance of flirting with bartenders, (laughs) 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 just something that I am quite good at as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You are. Yes. You are good at that. Yes. Surround yourself with female friendship and bartender acquaintances. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Good, strong friends. And nice little ties to bartenders. <laughs> Go out with your female friends to all the local bars. Yeah, that's what she's trying to say. Exactly. That's the message. So back in Noah's cell, she decides to now take a different approach based on that message we got from the magazine, which, again, is something I think all w- women are familiar with, with mm-hmm trying to appease your mm-hmm. uh, that person so he mm-hmm. steve comes in 
And she says, what does it taste like? The meat. <gasps> Ew. And he looks like clearly excited. excited that she has asked this question, but still a little suspicious. And he's like, says like, it's exquisite. It's like nothing you've ever had before. And she just kind of goes, hmm. He's like, that's it? She's just leave. She's just planting seeds here. And eventually, I think later that night, he comes back and says, why don't we have dinner tomorrow? And she's like, okay. Oh, my God. Um, we see Paul looking at his phone and the texts are now not going through to Molly anymore. He's like texted a few times. Her phone is off, but he had taken a screenshot before the phone was off of where her location was because he saw it's like, he was like, what the fuck? She's like in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And so he's now going to check out that location. We go back to Steve's house. We see Steve's wife like looking at herself in the mirror, doing that thing where you like pull your skin back to see like what you would look like with a facelift. Mm -hmm. And then she gets in the shower and we see she removes a prosthetic leg. She is missing a leg. Is this Sammy? Um, I mean, I know her, her name, name is Anna. But her name is Anna. Okay. But I kind of thought that too. I think, yeah, at this, at this point, we don't know. It could be. Um, but it's not. <laughs> we don't know, but we know. And it's not. So we see her, yeah, like s- sitting, uh, like t- that, holding that little like thing in a bar in a shower to like hold herself up while she bathes herself. And it cuts from that to Steve going on a run, running as fast as he can in his little gym shorts. I thought that was a nice cut, his, seeing his his fully functioning legs and him just freaking living his life. And he goes back to the house and we see um, in his freezer, there's like a freezer in the basement area that is filled with meat and limbs. And all of it is bagged and tagged with different women's names and dates. And he selects one and starts cooking up dinner for him and Noah. Um, it's a gross little montage part where he's like putting meat through a meat grinder. A lot, of clo- a lot of close-ups of meat Ugh. and like wet, squishy meat sounds. That's, that's a, lot of, a lot of squishy sound design. I don't squelching, like it. squelching. Yeah. I don't that's like what it. I don't they probably like would say in the subtitles. Um, and then he brings Noah up for dinner. He, he handcuffs her to her chair, I think, or like ties her to the chair somehow. She has to sit on a little pillow. He he puts a pillow down for her uh-huh. butt. Uh-huh. Um, but she's flirting with him in this scene. She's she's trying to flirt with him and is uh saying, like, you know, when did you first taste it? We get a little bit of backstory that basically once he tasted human meat, his life changed. He like felt purpose. He said becoming one with someone else forever is a beautiful thing. Like that's surrender. That's love. And he found other people like him. He says, there's not many of us. It's the 1% of the 1%. It's the people who really, really want what nobody else can have. He prepares her some like a a big meatball, spaghetti and meatball. (gasps) Disgusting, 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 disgusting. And as he puts it in front of her, she says, is it me? 
And he smiles and says, no, this is um, hope. And he like laughs and he's like kind of funny, kind of a funny name in this situation. And he has a bite and he gives her a bite and she eats it. And we get these like super cuts of like what we assume are all the clients that he gives, sells meat to, like close ups again of them, like shoveling meat oh, into that. their oh, mouth. And it's oh, like, I hate that. with like animal sound effects. And this is the second movie we've done so soon after doing one already horrific spaghetti eating scene. We're doing another one. Mm hmm. Too soon for my liking. That spaghetti scene is pretty fun, honestly. <laughs> I didn't like the pics. I love it. I love it. Um, but he tells her this meal is about $30,000. And it would be more expensive if it was fresh. And she eats it. And it's like a, like a date, basically. And she, at the end, he takes her back down to her cell. And she says, thank you, Steve. That was really nice. And... As he leaves her cell, he goes to the cell next to hers and pulls out Molly. And Molly has tape over her mouth, so she can't yell or anything. So Noah doesn't even notice that there's anyone new in there. And we see Noah vomiting after Steve leaves, like making herself puke. And (sighs) Penny now is starting to lose it a bit, is talking to Noah, being like, I don't know if you're real. Uh, maybe I'm losing my mind. Like, maybe you're my imaginary friend. I mean, they're also, like, in addition to being eaten, just, like, in basically solitary confinement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. Awful. Mm. Steve then brings Noah a dress and some makeup and says, you can freshen up. Dinner's at seven. So they are dating now, apparently, and Noah laughs and says, I have no idea what time it is. He's like, I know it was a joke. Um, Very funny. We love this. And he gets uh, also in this moment a text from his wife being like, when are you going to be home for dinner? So we see that he is like choosing Noah over his wife. Mm -hmm. And there's a little getting ready montage of... Steve getting in his suit and uh, Noah getting dressed. And while she's getting dressed, he brought her like a poofy pink dress. And uh, while after she's dressed, she like practices smiling in the mirror. She's like looking at herself, trying to do like a genuine smile. Ooh, this gives you shivers down your spine. Mm. Uh, He takes her upstairs for dinner again. Um, her little handcuffs are are still on, and he serves her first course of pate, and she says, oh, liver. Oh, God. And she says, is this hope again? And sh- he says, no, this is Melissa. Mo- oh, Melissa. Okay. I thought it was going to be Molly. And, well, she doesn't know about Molly. Yeah, she doesn't know about Molly. But yeah. Um, and there's a part in here where she like asks him, or no, first she says like, she kind of laughs at the name Melissa. She's like, she tastes so decadent and her name is just like Melissa. She's making jokes. We're flirting. He's mm, got- She knows how to play it. Yeah. He's like so delighted that they can bond over this thing and share this moment together. 
She asks him if he's ever eaten men. He says, I have, but women just taste better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> and she asks if Melissa ever got a candlelit dinner, and he says, or he, like, leads her to, uh, he unhandcuffs her and leads her to a, or not unhandcuffs, but releases the cuffs from the chair. Uh-huh, Leads okay. her to, there's a painting on the wall, and he lifts it up, and behind it are a bunch of cubbies, and in each cubby is a photo and cell phone and like personal belongings of each woman that he has had. And there are dozens. Wow. Oh, no. And we see in this moment, we see Sammy. So it, it's not his wife. This is when we okay. put that together. And we see Penny for the first time and Melissa. And he like shows her Melissa and says, this is Melissa. And like, no, she didn't get a candle at dinner and she's looking around and says where's where's my stuff and he looks a little embarrassed to admit your stuff is with me like i keep your stuff with me cuz you're special okay thank you and as they're about to go sit back down she sees Molly's cell phone in there cuz she has like a memorable phone case and her eyes go wide, but she has to act cool and act like she's still flirting with this man. And they sit back down, and the main course is breast meat. And Ew. he's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's uh, lighter than you'd think. It, it might taste even familiar to you. Yep. Okay. okay. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Oh, he's bad. He's bad, 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 bad man. And she's uh, getting pretty drunk or like pre- at least pretending to get pretty drunk and is making more jokes. So she's like, oh, you saved the breast for last. I was so stupid. Ha ha ha. And they're like uh, having a nice old time. <laughs> and then she is laughing and then she starts to cry and he like leans forward and is like what and she's like it's just it's like i'm having having such a nice time it's just also confusing like i feel awful because i don't feel awful and he she's smart he loves this and he's like it's okay it's just because you're different like i knew it from the moment i saw you you're different and he they kiss he kisses her and he leans down and he sees that he forgot to retie her handcuffs and he laughs he's like i forgot to handcuff you and she's like i know i didn't want to didn't want to tie she's like well you know whatever it's fine like you can do it now and he like this moment of like her having known she had been not handcuffed like makes him be like oh it he trusts her after that she didn't want to run away and she says, do you want to do you want to dance? And this is where they do their little dance that probably now changes the context of how you view that little YouTube clip. Not Ooh. nearly as fun <laughs> as I thought. It is a before. fun little dance, though. It's kind of like the Ex Machina dance. Yeah, it is. Mm. And they start making their way towards the bedroom. They're kissing. She goes to the bathroom comes back out they're kissing more she's taking off his shirt she takes off his pants and she starts to go down on him 
Mm-hmm. And I see his face. He is oh, oh god, 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 oh and he screams and looks down and her mouth is covered in blood. I don't know if she bit the dick clean off, but she bites enough that there is tons of blood. And as he looks down at her, she presses, smears like toothpaste all in his eyes. And he's that's like what she got from the bathroom. And he gets she gets his key off of him and just runs and takes off her handcuffs and handcuffs them around the door handles. So like handcuffs the two doors closed, uh, closing him in, in there and just smart, smart, fucking smart. runs down, uh, opens the basement and and goes down there and gets Molly finds Molly and Molly, of course, has had her breasts removed. Oh, and they don't have time to talk about any of that. She unlocks her. She like throws her shoes to her. Is like, get these on. Like, we don't have time to talk. Like, um, like get ready. She starts heading to Penny's room. We are like seeing uh, Steve furious and in so much pain and like banging on trying to break his way out of the room screaming things like you fucking bitch i'm gonna cut your heart out and yeah, i don't know what that line really got me because he like means it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and she gets penny out we see penny penny is missing a leg mm-hmm. um and like bandaged up in various areas and Noah and Molly get on either side of Penny. So they're like carrying her up. They're running up. They have to go up like this lot, this big mm. staircase upstairs. It's like such a stressful scene. And we see Steve break out of the room. Oh, he like no. breaks the doors and gets out. And he's now in the main level looking for them. And it's kind of quiet for a bit. We don't know where they are. And then the dumb, mm. the dumb waiter dings. And so he like heads to the dumbwaiter like there someone's coming up in the dumbwaiter opens it penny's in the dumbwaiter he like goes for her but then molly is like just behind it like already upstairs and so molly attacks him and this is all in the kitchen now the dumbwaiter goes into the kitchen and so there are just butcher blocks of knives and meat pulverizers and all these things. And so Noah also runs out at this moment and all three of them just start attacking him. Noah grabs a knife. He knocks it out of her hand. They're just like pulling knives out of butcher blocks. It's so stressful. Like there's so many weapons in this room. And oh my God. this fight is just uh, so intense. And uh, he... It's like smashes a oh molly hits him with the meat tenderizer right in the face gets him real fucking good but he gets up quick and like grabs a glass bowl and smashes that over molly's head and then penny like knocks him down but then he like kicks penny and then he's like strangling noah and then penny oh God, oh grabs God. one of the knives that has fallen and stabs it into his leg he gets back he like goes back to her pulls the knife out of his leg and like starts holding it to penny's throat we think penny's a goner <gasps> but then noah bites him and they're like now up on the kitchen island like everyone wrestling and oh my god and molly fucking kicks him in the face so hard knocks him out oh hell yeah shit hell yeah we see also at this moment 
Paul driving up, pulling up to the house, has like arrived oh at god, where the. Oh my god, Paul! You have no idea what you were coming up against. And Paul, you didn't think it was going to be this. <laughs> and the three women run out of the house while Steve is unconscious, but Steve quickly regains consciousness, grabs a gun, and like follows them out. His face is fucked up. His like eyes are like s- swelling shut, and he's been stabbed and bitten and. He's screaming, Noah, like you fucking bitch. Did he put clothes back on or is he also He's naked? like he he's wearing his shirt still or his shirt is on and it's like loose enough that it's covering his like dick area so we can mangled. Yes, dick. so we don't get a good look at what's going on right what's going on there, but he's I don't I'm pretty sure he's not wearing pants. So he's out there chasing them. They run just like into the woods cuz they don't know where the car keys are and uh, they, I guess Paul must pull up like just after this moment because he doesn't see them and they just run into the woods and are like hiding behind trees while oh Steve just starts like shooting into the woods and Paul hears gunshots and is like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> and leaves. Oh. he's like, I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. And he just fucking leaves. And I was like, okay, it is a movie about female friendship, female friendship. <laughs> he's not going to save him. Nope. Not going to be saved by the bartender. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. So Steve's following them. And we see his wife arrive because clearly he's like, didn't come home for dinner. And she's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Oh boy, she oh boy, walks oh into the house and sees blood and knives all over the floor and two glasses of wine at the table (laughs) the most important of all (laughs) i don't care that you're keeping women prisoner and selling their meat you can't have dinner with them (laughs) yeah she's looking all pissed we see out in the woods steve finds noah behind a tree and Molly yells from behind another tree, like, over your asshole. And she tackles him. And then again, all three of them, like, come down on him and are kicking him, like, basically beating him to death. They're kicking him and punching him, biting him. Again, this is, like, I think intercut with, like, the men eating meat. Oh, And so they're, like, now biting him. And then they, like, back up. He's, like, clearly not recovering from this but he's not dead yet and they grab the gun from him and noah stands over him and he's like looking up at her like his face just absolutely demolished and she says give me a smile and he looks up at her and smiles with blood all in his teeth and she shoots him in the face hell yeah so he did disgusting he is dead. And um, so then they run back towards the house um, and are like looking for the car keys. And Noah's like, oh, I got to I got to go back for my phone, which I don't know why she needs to do that. No, 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 no. you don't. No, you but, don't. That's so funny. That's so funny to go back for your phone in this situation. I mean, I, send the police there later. Yeah, maybe that's you don't maybe it. that's what it is. I think I mean, she thinks the threat is gone, to be fair. But so she goes out and is back in the woods and Anne 
or Anna, whatever her name is, the wife like runs up, like has like rumpled her shirt and her hair and is like crying and is like, is it over? Is it over? Like, can, are we free? Like, thank you. Like, what did, what did you find him? Did you kill? Oh, and she sees like he's dead and she's like, oh my God, you did it. Like, thank you so much. And like goes in to hug Noah and starts strangling her. And Noah like can't, She's like trying to call out and Molly hears something happen, like a a muffled scream and is like, what the fuck? And I guess Noah has gotten the car keys. Sorry. At this point, she has the car keys and reaches into her uh, dress pocket and gets those fucking car keys in between the knuckles and stabs Anna a bunch of times in the neck. And it doesn't kill her. Uh, but then she is, scre- Noah screams, like in this part, both of them are screaming, I think. And so now Molly really hears it and, and can follow it. Anna gets like another, a second wind still with like her neck bleeding, like Ugh. starts strangling Noah again. And Molly hits Anna with a shovel and like bashes her head in completely with the shovel, kills Anna. And as she's like doing that, she screams, women like you are the problem, which I felt like, I don't know if that we needed that line. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> like too on the, on the nose. nose. Yeah, we get it. Um, but then Molly and Noah collapse like uh, on leaning against a tree and uh, Noah's like, who the fuck is that? Who is that? And Molly's like, oh, that's that's his wife. And Noah's like, he had a wife? So he has a wife and Molly's like had a wife and they have a good laugh. He's dead now. Ha ha ha. Mm. Those two sons are going to be just fine. They're going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, Noah says, I fucking love you, Molly. And she says, I love you more. And the camera pans down to her phone laying in the grass and she gets a text from Chad that says you up <laughs> then that's the end of the movie <laughs> wow okay um Sammy as someone who has to go on dates I'm sure this made you feel oh even more God. excited to texting, go on more dates I was texting Jenna afterwards like well this is gonna make dating fun even worse. Even worse. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You got to stay vigilant. You got to stay vigilant is Absolutely. the is the takeaway. Horrific. Don't go on a weekend trip with someone you've just met that you don't really right. know anything about. And do not do it when if they haven't met your friends. Do not do it if you haven't done a little bit of digging. You got to save a weekend trip for a while into the relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Henley, will you be naming your daughter daughter Noah? That's the thing, is like I really like that name. But now but this 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 movie will get lost lost in I the I think by the time your hypothetical next child is born, people won't be thinking about fresh. <laughs> It'd be so funny. If people were like, Oh, from, from fresh? fresh? Did from you fresh? name her from fresh? two years ago? Three years ago, however many a year ago, whenever you have your child, no rush, Henley. Whatever works for you. Is it spelled like Noah, the boy's name Noah, like Noah's Ark? No, it's N O A. Noah. That's interesting. 
Um, no, there's no, there's no part of me that wants to see this movie. Zero part of no, me. No, oh my curious. god, no. Same when you're there's like, yeah, no anybody could. Fucking no. I think it's just because no. you actually don't see that much of the like. I guess you kind of do. I I feel like the, the end. Squelching. I don't want the squelching. I don't want to. I don't want a supercut of men eating women's bodies either. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. But yeah, that fight, that fight scene at the end also seems like really intense. I, I but it like feels almost action movie. It's like yeah. the kind of thing that I really love. I like realize there's this part of horror that I love, which is a group of women teaming up to kill a man that has Ooh. has Fuck yeah. hurt them. It happens in Death Proof uh-huh. as well, and it's like. I want to watch every movie that this happens in. So listeners, if there's a movie, I know it's like spoilery to say, but like I want to see every movie with a version of this scene of just like yeah, women, women teaming, teaming up, up to destroy kill a bad man. man. It is cool. But yeah, that last scene is really stressful, but it's really good. I mean, I kind of will probably after this just watch that scene again cuz I feel like it's it's good. Make guess uh, my freaking adrenaline pumping. I feel Ooh terrible i hate yeah, it i really hated that a lot i didn't like it yeah i guess i should have known that that you wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why why i was deluded myself for a moment because well, the ending made you so amped and like i i agree with that that you're left because you watched the movie so you're left with the ending yeah. which was like fuck yeah mm-hmm. but not having seen it, mm-hmm. I'm left with all the rest. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. is kind of one that I feel almost like the retelling would be a little scary. Makes it yeah, worse. Because yeah. you don't see... It's just the idea yes, of it. Yes, you don't see a ton of the... Like in the surgery scene, you don't really see it. You do see him cutting up that leg. I guess you do see some stuff, but I Ugh. think you probably would imagine it grosser than it actually is. That makes sense. Um... Um, also, just a thought I had when at the end when they're like getting Penny out, and this is fucking dark as hell, but he is really stupid to not take the legs off of all of his victims first. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Like, sorry, if that if like you're keeping people captive, take their ability to walk out. Yeah. First. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. T- hot tip for serial killers out there. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but then I guess it's harder to take care of them. That's the thing is that, that they're makes not sense. like yeah, those are big you have wounds to like really to... you really have to take care. Well, and also like keeping them alive is harder. Well, and, Penny like, has one leg, do. and it does the the jail cells do have like handrails, and so I feel like he's definitely preparing for that to happen at some point. Yeah, I hate it. You know, I, I just don't want to work. I don't want to workshop this problem. You know, <laughs> I also like. I really am really sad. Like it really. Look, they survived and they're gonna be fine. And both Molly and but her butt. <laughs> Molly her and Noah can get like they, you know, you could get plastic surgery, you can get you can get breasts back, you can get a butt back even. But that really makes me sad. I was really having a hard time thinking about losing your butt. Your, your butt being gone. Yeah. I would be. It would be. I don't know why. Maybe not everybody has such an attachment to their butt. Nobody would be glad if their butt was gone. But like for something about that, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. It's just like not what I would expect. I was expecting like he'll take a chunk of thigh. He'll like he took her butt. I don't know. That's like so weird and sad. Yeah. No, I don't like it. I like a body without a butt. Like it like (laughs) (laughs) it would be really really hard. And it would 
would hurt and it would be really I really hate it. I really yeah, hate incredib- it. Incredibly painful. Incredibly painful. I just that's that's what it is, is I don't like dwelling on this thought. You well, know, it's like we, this is not <laughs> like I don't wanna like No, I do know what you mean. This. Okay, we won't do this. We're done. We're, We're done. done. <laughs> I don't want I don't wanna do this. The end. The roll end. Credits, roll, roll credits. credits. Roll credits. No accents from this one. Well, Daisy Edgar Jones' American accent. So let's, let's do, do that, that one. one. Do that one. Do her American accent, Sammy. Mm-hmm. From all of us here. Uh, too scary to watch. It's pretty similar to mine. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Why wow, you really sounded American. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye.